Game day tomorrow, and this is the big one. Syracuse, Purdue, noon inside the JMA Dome. Owen and I going to break everything down. I'll tell you who's going to win. It's on Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Friday morning episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, Owen, we are talking Syracuse football and their 2 and 0 looking to make it 3-0 against a Big Ten opponent. First time inside the Dome playing Purdue. Very exciting for Syracuse fans. They should be packing the house this time around. I wasn't disappointed with Louisville, but there could have been more than 37-something thousand fans there. There should be 50,000 fans in the Dome this time around. I'm excited. Syracuse fans are excited. What? How excited are you? Are you going? No, you have work. I am not going. I do have work. Um, I have to work a high school volleyball game, Um, unfortunately. Uh, Not unfortunately. It's fun. It's a good sport. But it's not being in the Dome. It is not doing what, you know, would be best for this podcast, unfortunately, of me being there. (laughs) Uh, But I will have it on, and then uh, it should only go about a half hour or so into the kickoff there so I shouldn't miss all too much of my full attention to this game I'm excited this is an opportunity right we're gonna say we're Texas football this week and say if they win we are back all right that is the campaign that we're ready to run it is the return of Syracuse football if they win this game that is massive for the future for this year for everything you were looking for in terms of Syracuse football what did you want this season it was a simple goal six wins get back to a bowl game no more, no less. That's all you were asking for. This position right now that you are in with a win is putting you in pole position. What the uh, the FPI graphic had a Syracuse at what fifty or ninety five percent? Ninety six and a half. Ninety six and a half percent already. There's not a lot of room to jump, but a win this weekend is by all means a jump for the rest of the season and bowl eligibility. Yeah, man. I mean, this is this is it. If Syracuse wins this game, it's just on another level what this season could be. Uh, I'm excited about it. You're excited about it. So is everybody else. We hope they win uh, Saturday. But, all right, let's get into some questions, some things we want to see in this game. We'll talk what we want to see. We'll talk questions, and then we'll give you some keys some predictions to a win uh, on game day. First, I'm going to start with my thing. I want to see at least three sacks and a pick. Aiden O'Connell hasn't thrown a pick all year, and they throw to one guy. The way that Syracuse is going to get a win here is if the defense can do two things. Pressure the quarterback and make him uncomfortable inside a dome that's going to be really, really loud, which shouldn't be too difficult, and force an interception. If you can shut down Charlie Jones, which is not an easy thing to do, and make him 
make Aiden O'Connell find another receiver. I'm not saying they don't have other receivers, but Charlie Jones has 21 receptions and nobody else has more than six. So numbers don't lie there. Uh, I think Syracuse has a really good shot if they can get to O'Connell three times. And I think this defensive line could. They're really, really talented, and the linebacking core is as well. I want to see Marlowe in the backfield. I want to see Jatis Gear back there, Steve Linton back there. I want to see everybody in the backfield in this game, and I want to see Garrett Williams or Deuce Chestnut pick off Aiden O'Connell for the first time this year. I mean, I just I, I got to give the nod to Charlie Jones. If you are in some kind of college football fantasy league, this guy has got to be a dream. He's got to be huge. Through two yeah. weeks, if you're in a PPR league – He's going to have 21 points off of receptions, 28 points off of yards. So there's 49 right there, plus four touchdowns, uh, plus another 24. So 49, 69, plus four, 73 points. 73 points through two weeks has Charlie Jones done. He's a fantasy owner's dream if you're somehow playing ESPN, or I don't think ESPN does college football, but if you're playing college football, fantasy football, this guy is your dream, and I think it's a really important thing to key in on going into this game is how Syracuse defends him, right? You talk, and we know what this secondary can do, but this is the real first test with a quarterback and receiver duo as solid as you're getting when you look at Purdue. So I think this is something that you got to before I did, but I think we're 100% on the same page, that this is something you need to see in this game. You've got to be pressuring the quarterback uh, and then pressuring the quarterback and shutting down Charlie Jones in any way possible. I don't think you have to completely shut him down, but if you can limit his production, just sort of slow it down a little bit, it's going to put you in a really good situation uh, to get those sacks, to get in an interception, and to accomplish this goal you're throwing out there. And I think the secondary can do it. I wouldn't say this if I didn't think Syracuse's uh, corners were capable of shutting down a guy like this. Maybe shutting down is a little bit of a uh, heavy phrase. Slowing down... Uh, retaining, whatever you want to call it, containing, excuse me. Um, but just slow the guy down. I mean, he just can't beat you. You cannot let Charlie Jones beat you. And I think that's exactly what Dino Babers and Tony White are thinking. 100%. I, I look at this situation for Syracuse and the opportunity that is there. Uh, and I wanted this to be my question, but I you sort of hit it here and we sort of switched it up. I look at this and I say, what can this defense do in its first real test? We've got ideas of this defense, what they can do, how can they do it? Uh, this is the test that shows them, as much as this game as a whole is the test, but with this defense, right, it's been a lot of talk and you get Louisville week one who doesn't by any means put up a good performance and a weak UConn that doesn't do anything the following week. This is an offense that has performed through two weeks. If you can shut them down, that says a lot. Uh, and three sacks and an interception definitely does that. What I wanted to see in this game is another Garrett Schrader performance. I want 250 or more yards through the air and two passing touchdowns. I think this is another one of those, show me what you can do. I asked him to do it against UConn. He delivered. I'm going to ask it one more time. I'm 80% sold on Garrett Schrader right now. The last 20% of me being 1,000% on the Garrett Schrader train this year is a performance against Purdue. In the first real test, can you come out and play like you did uh, against a weak Louisville defense and a weak UConn team? This is a test. And I'm not saying Purdue's defense is outstanding by any means. 
You're getting them at a perfect time when Jalen Graham is out, their number one defensive player, not playing against Syracuse on Saturday. But you've got to show out again. You've got to be consistent. What is he, top three in the country in uh, completion percentage so far? I think he's third in the country. 80 or 79.2%. Yeah, crazy number. third in the country, completion percentage. Keep doing that. Get your completions. Don't try to do too much. But when the situation presents itself to air one out, do it. I loved what I saw against UConn. Purdue's defense is a step up. I want to see him continue to do that. Because if Schrader is firing through the first two weeks, or through the next two weeks, as he did in the first two weeks, this team is very realistically 4-0 and two wins away with eight games to play from returning to a bowl for the first time since 2018. The the completion numbers are different on College Football Reference and on the NCAA website. On College Football Reference, it says he is 38 for 48 for 79.2 yards passing. On the NCAA's website, it says he's 36 or excuse me, 40 for 52 for 76.9. Honestly, I think the college football number or the college football reference number is right, uh, but whatever. Anyway, if you told me he was 80% on the year or he was going to be 80% on the year through two weeks, I would assume he just has thrown the ball only five times or something on like, like, <laughs> like check downs right. or something. He just ran the ball. Strictly, instead. strictly read options. He is fantastic. Uh, I think I'm sold on Schrader, unlike you. I think I'm just going in head first. And if he hurts me later on, that's on me. Uh, I said 80%. Dude, I'm not not sold. You're being smart. You're being smart. I am the one. I'm just diving in. The man has shown me what he can do, and I just want him to be fantastic, and I know he can be now. The first time he throws a pick or something, it's probably going to hurt, but whatever. Uh, I'm hoping Schrader does exactly what you say. Uh, you want from 250 and two ta- touchdowns sounds good for me or sounds good for me through the air. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break. On the other side, we will give you some questions going in to week three. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. It's your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games, and so on. Bet Online is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All righty. Syracuse, Purdue, we march on. Uh, we did our what we want to see's. Now let's do our questions. I'll begin. Will Sean Tucker be pleased? Last time out, only had 112 or so yards, one touchdown. Wasn't enough for him against the Huskies. This time he's going to need at least 125 and a touchdown. I think you have to counter in that it's a more difficult opponent. So similar stats against a a more difficult opponent, he'll probably be happy about it. Um, But unlike uh, just the defense – or the defense won't get the job done on its own. You're going to have to see something from the offense. And if Syracuse is going to win, they'll need that defensive performance that I talked about before, but they're also going to need Sean Tucker to be fantastic, which he should have no problem doing. Uh, this is a defense that lost some stars last year to the NFL draft. Uh, not to say they're not good, but they did give up 35 points in week one to a really good team in Penn State, who's ranked 22nd in the nation now. But Sean Tucker, I think, has the ability to run on anybody 
in this country. Purdue is not uh, mutually exclusive from that. So I'm hoping Sean goes out there and just has a day in the afternoon game. Yeah, I think, and someone said this on Twitter as well, I forget who you are, so I apologize if you're listening and I don't give you the credit right now, but I'm giving you a verbal acknowledgement. Uh, He does so much more, though. When he says he's not pleased with his performance, like, yes, maybe the rushing numbers aren't exactly what he wants, but just in the fact of him being out there and opposing defenses knowing what he does, does so much for this offense. And being able to you know, spread the ball out a little bit more and have the passing success and allow Schrader to have the early season success that he has had is a nod to Sean Tucker and the attention that he demands at all times that he is on the field. So even though last week he gave the, I was only kind of pleased. I mean, he is doing so much in terms of attention. uh, And when he can run the ball in any capacity, it allows this offense to do so much more. Uh, And that is where you're going to see a lot of success moving forward. 125 yards and a touchdown, I think, should be pleased for Sean Tucker against, you know, a Big Ten opponent that is a solid team, 100%, even though they don't have as good a defense maybe as last season, especially right now in terms of health. uh, 125 yards is getting the job done. If he can pull that off, this is a really good sign for Syracuse again. And it just, you know, the Heisman campaign continues, I guess. We'll keep throwing it out there, keep talking about it as long as we can, because he deserves the national spotlight. You tweeted about it. Please. He needs this national attention, this national media. Uh, It's an ESPN2 game on Saturday, so a little bit wider of an audience um, than whatever that disaster of a broadcast CBS Sports Network put together last week. So give him some credit this week. He's going to get the – the wider attention and maybe start to gain that national prominence and national recognition that you were talking about on Twitter this week. Yeah. All right. What do you got? I, my question has to do with, give me a second. (laughs) My question is, can Syracuse hold Purdue to 21 or fewer points? Uh, And I think I would even say 24 points puts them in an incredible position to win this game. But 21 is the more success number in my mind. I see this as you are putting yourself in the premium spot to win this football game if your defense can hold Purdue to 21 or fewer. I'm not asking you to shut them out. I think the threshold for UConn was 14 that I gave. I'm giving Purdue an extra touchdown and this defense for Syracuse an extra touchdown to work with. Can they do it? That is what we're going to have to see. Um, I think Syracuse's defense matches up really well with this team. You know, the run game is not incredible for Purdue by any means. They sort of run by committee. They, they have a lot of question marks in their running back room at this point and who's getting carries and who will get more carries and all of that. But when I look at this and I see a pass-heavy offense and an offense that's had success passing, I think that is the perfect challenge for Syracuse. And I think this is something that Syracuse's defense is primed to do, and that is to shut down opposing passing offenses. Uh, and, and I think Purdue gives them a really good chance to do that. I think they can hold them to 21 or fewer. Will they do it? That's what we play the game for. But that is sort of that number that I was like, yeah, this is a successful performance from the Syracuse defense against a much better offense that put up, what, 31 against Penn State and then 56 last week, not as telling. But an offense that can score points has had success through the air. It is that test for the Syracuse secondary. 
And this is the game where next week when they play Virginia, you look back at this week and say, well, it worked against Purdue. It should work against Virginia. Or if it doesn't work and that threshold is nowhere near the number of points Purdue ends up scoring, you could say it didn't work against Purdue. Now we're in trouble when we take a look at Virginia as well. So this sort of sets the precedent for not only the next week, but I guess as you move forward, playing tougher competition throughout the rest of the season. I keep like trying to formulate my prediction in my head. Uh, and I'm going through so many different numbers and, and differences right now. In the Syracuse wins I'm thinking of, every single time Purdue scores less than 21. So I think you're yeah. right on uh, in terms of what, they need to do. I mean, if they can hold this offense to less than 21 points, which I don't think is an is an outlandish take, I think they could they could really do something on Saturday. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's this defense is really good, right? Like yeah. Syracuse defense, I think has proven itself to this point to be one of the best in the ACC. They have one of the best linebacking cores in the ACC, even with one of their guys out. One of the best secondaries. I probably the best corner tandem in the ACC. I, I really believe that. I mean, Deuce and Garrett are fantastic. I think that they can hold them to less than 21. It's not like they're going up against Alabama. Purdue has a good no. offense, but like you said, a running back by committee, uh, which doesn't mean that it's not going to be a good running game from them, but it's not, it's not one guy that's going to beat you. And that's what Syracuse has yeah. had a lot of trouble with in the past. And we know where they're going to try and go in the air. So if Tony White and Dino Babers can kind of figure that out and decide how they're going to attack that offense, 21 points is going to be difficult to get to for the Boilermakers. Uh, okay, let's move right on and, and talk keys and predictions to this game. Uh, I think my key to the game for Syracuse is going to be tried and true to what I need to see, harking back to that. Uh, pressure from the quarterback. When I talked to Mike Carmen yesterday from the Lafayette Jur Journal and Courier, not Courier Journal, uh, he told me that if Syracuse is going to win this game, it's going to be quarterback pressure that does it. Uh, and I 100% agree with him because, like we've talked about a couple of times now, this offense has a really good quarterback at the helm, but he's also not incredibly mobile. He's accurate, but I don't think he's going to be running like Garrett Schrader does or like Malik Cunningham was. Uh, so that's still something I think Syracuse can kind of hang its hat on and say, we can stop a guy who's not going to be outside the pocket all that much. And even if he is, we can do that too. We saw Malik Cunningham. Um, so I think it's all going to be about getting to the quarterback. Uh, that's my key for a win against Purdue. My key is I'm going to stay on the defensive front as well. And my key is going to be to limit big plays. Okay. I think this defense where they can get exposed and where they have gotten exposed this season is on big plays. So I think if you can limit the big plays against Purdue, then you are really going to be in an incredible position to go out and beat them and have this be maybe even a dominant win. If that is the case, when I look at, you know, how has Syracuse been scored against this year? It's a 36-yard run against Louisville, and I believe a 28-yard run and a 56-yard pass against UConn last week. We were talking about it before we jumped on. Per uh, an ESPN article sort of previewing this game, Syracuse, the only FBS team to have executed on all of its red zone attempts and to not have an opposing team score a red zone or 
work, have a successful red zone visit. Um, Syracuse has only been scored on this season from outside the red zone. So that means they're letting up bigger plays. They're getting beat. They did get bailed out by an incredible goal line stop against Louisville too, after a very, very long completion. So the issue that I've seen and where Syracuse's defense has been burned this year has been on those long plays and those breakdown plays where maybe someone misses something or just some guy breaks free, whatever it might be. If you can limit those plays against Purdue, I say I side on the Syracuse defense pretty much 100% of the time compared to this Purdue offense. But if Purdue's offense is able to break free a couple times, I think that's going to be the catalyst and the difference in, in a game that could put Purdue in a much different position and a much more likely spot to win this football game. All right, what do you got for a number? For a number, I see this as – I'm going to go with a number that I thought of, even though it has nothing to really do with the spread. I know I was back and forth. The more we talked about it, the more I joined your side. I think I'm running 31-24 in favor wow. of Syracuse. Okay. Uh, I think the offense is here to play, especially given the defensive situation for Purdue. And I think Purdue's going to get a little bit. I don't think this is a game where Syracuse necessarily locks Purdue. But I think, as we were saying, 21 was that number I gave you. I feel comfortable at 24 with Syracuse being able to win this football game. I'm going to go 31-24. And that is the nod to the Syracuse offense right now going up against a Purdue defense that needs to prove itself and needs to prove itself without its best defensive player. I keep going, ah, you're right. I mean, Jalen Graham not being there is a huge deal. Ah, This is tough. This is a tough one. I've I've gone through a lot of different combinations. I think I'm going to land at the first one I thought of, which was 28-17 Syracuse victory. Ooh. Yeah. I think the defense is here to play, and I also think the offense is here to play. And without Jalen Graham, I think the offense is going to run wild a little bit. Um, but I think the defense is going to be the winner at the end, and, and holding them to 17 points is going to be a huge feat for this defense. And if either of those scores happen, that AP poll is going to be very, very interesting. So with that, we wish you a wonderful game day tomorrow. Enjoy yourself if you're going to the game. Tweet at us, send some pics. We'd love to see it. Uh, if not, I'll be right there with you watching at home. But thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. Go get more on the ACC by making Lockdown ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of the Lockdown ACC podcast take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Lockdown ACC your second listen. That is Lockdown ACC. Owen and I will see you on Monday to recap what is hopefully a Syracuse victory.